As the sole wage earner in a family with five kids, I spent a lot of time at work. I missed some of the games and the performances. I took more than one working vacation. So one thing I guarantee you won't hear coming from my lips when I'm on my deathbed is, I wish I had spent more time at the office. <laughs> Yet in today's hustle bustle world, multitasking and being pulled in endless directions can be as commonplace as the morning sun. And in case you missed it, that's the huge orange ball you see in the eastern sky every day. That is, if you actually take time to observe it. Deadlines, quotas, meetings, emails, text messages, and myriad other things make it so easy for us to confuse the urgent with the important. And lest you think it's all coincidence, the old saying is true. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy, and he can make you blind to it at the same time. But what if we could look at our lives through the eyes of our children? Well, perhaps that could be their gift to us, their gift of insight to us parents. We'll unwrap that gift next on License to Parent. Hello and welcome to today's program. Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host, as always on Licensed to Parent, is Trace Embry, the founder and executive director of Shepherd's Hill, and I'm Rich Rosel. And Trace, any parent can tell you that great wisdom often comes from an unexpected source, and that would be out of our children's own mouths. Mm -hmm. uh, this is especially true when we're trying to organize our priorities. And as I alluded to in the beginning, I was not uh, very good at getting my priorities straight for a long time. Our kids, though, are going to tell us with their words and with their actions what they want and need if we'll just take time or perhaps make time to look and listen. And I believe you've seen that a lot yourself. Absolutely. You? And then engage with them. Uh, but that does, like as you said, takes time. And not just quality time, but but quantity time. And I learned a long time ago, Rich, uh, that without quantity time, there really is no quality time. Yeah. Uh, I've also learned that we can always make more money, but we can't make more time. And, and, and taking the time to see things through the eyes of our kids is really important, uh, both for us and for them. For us, because it forces us to slow down and glean things, uh, you know, from our kids' perspective, uh, which, which helps us understand the why behind what they think and do. For them, uh, well, well, because of all the same reasons, really. Uh, it's called communication and relationship building. Uh, but it also gives our kids that sense of attachment and, and security that every kid needs to be emotionally and, and spiritually healthy. Because whether people want to acknowledge it or not or believe it or not, the bond between a parent and a child is fundamentally a spiritual one. And, and mental health professionals from, from Harvard, Yale, UCLA, Chapel Hill, Emory, Indiana University, and a lot of other big schools will attest to the very same thing. And they even uh, put together a, a book on it called Hardwired to Connect, the New mm -hmm. Scientific Case for Authoritative Communities. So this is stuff you're not going to hear on CNN or, or, or mo most of the uh, major networks. In fact, contrary to popular thinking, we're not fundamentally human beings who occasionally have spiritual experiences. We're fundamentally spiritual beings yeah. having a human experience on this earth. And we have to engage with our kids and parent them from the, from the spiritual perspective every bit as much as we care for their carnal needs. Uh, what do I mean by that? Well, you'd be surprised how often I hear kids tell me, I hate my mom. I hate my dad. Well, well why, Junior? Because they never tell me no. 
whoa, really? I mean, people don't believe me when I tell them this, but uh, it is an absolute fact. Of course, when our kids are infants, I mean, we have to care for their every physical need and, and, and desire. Sure. And that's what good parents do. But at that age, their desires are their needs. And in doing so, we're actually creating a spiritual bond with our kids. As they get older, however, and, and training and discipline becomes part of the equation, we have to have such an intimate relationship with them that we, we can discern the difference between legitimate carnal and spiritual needs and mere carnal desires. I mean, nothing wrong with carnal desires necessarily, but they need, uh, and in the spiritual part of who they are, they actually want the security that comes from loving parents who are older, wiser, bigger, stronger, and more determined to do right than they are to do wrong. So there actually comes a point in time when deep in, in their spirits, they may actually want us to tell them no. Yeah. Okay, their flesh might want to hear yes, I, I get that. But as I've already mentioned, their flesh isn't the sum total of who they are as human beings. Boundaries have got to, have got to become part of the equation. Again, that's where their security comes from. And kids will teach us a lot if we're willing to discern things through their eyes and the eyes of God. A lot of parents can't understand that when, when Junior's flesh wants a yes, his spirit may actually want a no, and, and, and his flesh may actually need a no. You know, think of Romans 7 when Paul says, you know, the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. The things I want yeah, to do, I, yeah. I, I don't do. Uh, the, the way I make this understandable to, to adults is traffic lights, and we've talked about this a number of times before on the program. I've never talked to one human being that, that says they like being stopped by traffic lights. But by the same token, when I ask those same human beings, uh, if, you, if it was in your power to vote them all in or vote them all out, what would you do? Yeah, would you get rid of them? Yeah. Absolutely not. Right. And why is that? Because we enjoy the security that, that, that yeah. a bus isn't going to come from the other direction and mow us over. Uh, so anyway, okay, parenting lesson for the day complete. Maybe we should introduce our guest. Well, I'm sorry. She set aside some time to be with us today, but had to go back to work. Uh, we're running a little bit long. <laughs> Ainsley Earhart is with us today, and for the second time, no less. She's put up with us once before and for whatever reason decided to come back for more punishment. Uh, she's a journalist uh, and the co-host of Fox News Channel's Fox & Friends. Previously, she served as co-host of Fox & Friends first, and regularly contributed to uh, Hannity with her own segment called Ainsley Across America. And when last on License to Parents, she was here discussing her book, Take Heart, My Child, A Mother's Dream. That, by the way, is a book that benefits Folds of Honor, an organization that provides scholarships and assistance to the, uh, to the spouses and the children of fallen soldiers in service to America. Today, though, we've asked her back to, uh, to talk about her newest book, through Your Eyes, My Child's Gift to Me, published by Simon & Schuster. Well, Ainsley, welcome back to License to Parent. Thank you, Trace. Thank you, Rich. It's great to be back with you. I'm, I'm glad you were still there. We really did think you may have had <laughs> yeah. to go and, uh, or retired. Maybe. <laughs> I enjoyed the lesson. <laughs> I really enjoyed the lesson. I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> well, tell us about your new book, uh, Through Your Eyes. So the new book is, it, you know, the first book was written based on lessons that my dad had taught us, or my mm -hmm. parents had taught us, but dad would leave a little scripture, a little note next to our cereal bowl before we went to school, because my mom was out the door at seven o'clock. She was a school teacher for 33 years before she retired. So dad was in charge of breakfast, so he would have everything, you know, perfectly placed around the table and these little scriptures or notes. So when I was writing the first book, I was pregnant at the time, so it was 
my messages that I wanted to pass on or my parents' messages I wanted to pass on to my child. And we wrote that in the lyrical lullaby format, just basically saying, if you want to change your course, you can. Life is short. It is not a dress rehearsal. And never be afraid to fail, that kind of thing. And those were the messages. And then when I had the baby, I realized how much our children teach us, as you were just speaking about, Trace and Rich. And I realized I need to take a step back and just spend time with my child, which, to be honest with you, that's that's the only place I wanted to be. I just wanted to embrace her and spend the next 18 years of her life teaching her and growing her and um, showing her Christ and showing her the love of God to prepare her for, for the rest of her life. So that's what this book is about, just what I've learned through her. It's called Through Your Eyes, My Child's Gift to Me, because she has just given me this gift. And it's a new, it's just really a new chance at life. You don't want it to fly by. You just want to hold on to every single day. Mm -hmm. The book of James is right. Life is like a mist. I mean, yesterday I was in high school and I'm, you know, a hundred years old. It's, it's crazy Mm -hmm. watching your kids. You know, you've probably heard it too. Uh, the old timers used to come around, hey, he's growing like a weed. Well, they do. Yeah, they, they right. grow really fast. Right. Young kids are amazing. Um, uh, they're, they're so easily entertained by the simplest things. And before they get introduced to technology anyway, uh, they're not so easily bored. You throw them up in the air, and the first thing they say is, let's do it again, let's do it again. Mm-hmm. As someone who's you know a TV personality like yourself, what are you doing specifically to keep your daughter Hayden from, from being the victim of a world that has been entertained in the imbecility? You know, that's a good question, and I am not perfect, because I, the doctors in every, every book that I had read said, don't introduce your child to technology no. until they're two years old. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So I was very good about that. She good. just turned two last week, and occasionally I would let her watch something, but... Not, I mean, very, very rare. Mm-hmm. You know, I committed not to doing it for the first two years. So why, just because she's just had her second birthday, am I like, oh, okay, now she can have it. <laughs> no, I need to make sure as a parent, I'm committed to not putting that in front of her. Yeah. And by the grace of God, my daughter is really smart. And I prayed and prayed and prayed for that. And he, he's, he's answered that prayer. And so I don't want, I don't want to be the reason that she, that is ruined going forward. Right. I have a friend who every time they fly, she packs, like a goodie bag for them, a backpack full of new toys or new yeah. fruits and vegetables or anything like that so that they are occupied the entire trip so they don't have to resort to TVs yeah. or iPads. That's good. So that was a great idea. Kinesthetic learning. It, Kids work with their hands. Exactly. You know, their yeah. full body integrations. I need to jump in here because uh, we need to take a break on behalf of our stations. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Ainsley Earhart, co-host of Fox and Friends and author of the new book we're talking about, Through Your Eyes, My Child gift to me published by simon and schuster you can find that uh at most bookstores and of course amazon and barnes and noble and uh, you'll find ainsley on fox news channel of course and on most social media in the meantime we'll be right back after this you're listening to licensed to parent you'll find us at licensedtoparent.org Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. Prison. Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture. 
you'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media-captive culture. Available in the store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherds Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed parents to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. This is Licensed to Parent online at LicensedToParent.org. A quick reminder, if you have missed past conversations, you can find them all in our archives section on LicensedToParent.org. We'd love for you to check it out and the other great parenting resources, including Trace's blog. Once again, all available at LicensedToParent.org. And uh, today we're talking about a brand new book called Through Your Eyes, My Child's Gift to Me, written by Ainsley Earhart, the co-host of Fox and Friends. And uh, this is not her first book, but uh, her second. We uh, talked about her first book, Take Heart, My Child, A Mother's Dream, when she was on with us last time. Ainsley, we've been talking a lot about parenting and our experiences with our kids, young and old. But uh, again, looking at your book and, uh, and the subtitle of it, Through Your Eyes, what are some critical lessons that you would say you have learned specifically from your daughter uh, in her two years with you? I have learned to slow down and to enjoy every single moment. I mean, I was with Hayden when she saw a dog for the very first time. We were shopping in this little store on the corner right above my block up from my apartment. And I had about 15 minutes to kill before I had to be somewhere. And we were just, I was flipping through some clothes there and I had Hayden on my hip, just holding her. And she was looking behind me and there was a lady that was shopping because in New York, a lot of, a lot of the shoppers will take their dogs with them. She had a dog in the store on a leash and Hayden just started cackling. And I turned around and I said, Hayden, this is a dog. And I knelt down and I asked the lady, is it okay if Hayden pets her? Is she safe? And she said yes, that we were petting this dog. And I said, my child, a human being is petting a dog for the very first time. And then, of course, I was happy because I grew up with a lot of dogs and we always had animals growing up. So I thought she is definitely mine. She loves she loves these you know, puppy dogs. And then it was raining outside one day and I took her down in the stroller and we were living in a different apartment complex. We were living on the 16th floor at the time. So I got in her bundled, and every mom knows, every new mom knows. You're like, 
just trying to get out of bed and maybe put some lipstick on. I mean, you don't even have time to <laughs> brush your teeth until like halfway through the day. You're just exhausted and you, you know, people are trying to come over to see the baby and you're like, oh my word, how am I going to get the apartment ready and hors d'oeuvres on the table and a little bit of makeup on or even a shower. So I remember just like, it was just such an act of Congress to get my child downstairs in the car, you know, in her stroller, strapped in, bundled up, hat on, gloves on you know, blankets and bundle myself and then walk downstairs and it was raining. And I thought, oh, my word, I've got to go back upstairs. I've got to get an umbrella. So I was kind of just huffing and puffing about that. And I turned the stroller around to go back up to the 16th floor and I look at my daughter and she was in awe. Mm. And I said, here she is seeing rain for the first time. And I, Hayden, this is rain. This is called <laughs> rain. And, you know, this helps the flowers to grow and it's just that one day we're going to dance in the rain and saying all this. She instantly put put my frustration or put put my bad mood yeah. and turned it into a good mood. Always and an so, upside. There is always an upside. There is. And so um, I just have learned so many lessons. And just to be with her the first time, she tasted a lemon and saw her taste the sourness. That's or always entertaining. Dinner. <laughs> it is. Last night at dinner, for the first time, I gave her a bowl of vanilla ice cream. Wow. And she scarfed it down so fast <laughs> and loved it. And it was just so funny. There were, I was with a group of friends at dinner last night, and we were all just entertained by her. My parents came to visit a few weekends, two weekends ago, because it was Hayden's birthday. And we, at, they left on Sunday night. So Sunday afternoon, we went to lunch, and we're sitting around the table, and we're all staring at Hayden. And I said, look at us. This is what we've been doing for the last five days. We've just been talking about this child. We've been staring <laughs> at her, and anything she does entertains us. Like, what happened to talks about relationships or talks about politics or talks uh-huh. about, you know, um, the church? We Everything was focused on our little girl, yep. my little girl. And so it was just, it, she gave me such joy, and she really... I noticed her personality change just spending five days yeah. with her grandparents and wow. with my sister was up here too. She just kind of came out of her shell and grew up a little bit. We Don't we take for granted the greatest miracles uh, because they're, they're, they're with us every day? Someone once said if the moon only came out once every 10 years, uh, we, we, we would consider it a, a, yeah. a miracle. But we see people yeah. every day and these infants coming out of you know the womb every day. It's like... That is, that is incredibly uh, yeah. amazing. Uh, but, but as parents, uh, trauma uh, always seems to have a way of, of revealing our ability to manage drama. Uh, Beth and I were out to eat in Greenville, South Carolina the other night when my daughter called and told us that um, they're on the way to the emergency room. Apparently, my granddaughter, who's just a few weeks younger than, than, than Hayden, her name's Liliana, mm-hmm. she pulled a bar stool down on top of her and she Ooh. got her finger crushed in, in, in the, the swivel part of the bar stool. And be, because oh, it was no. an open fracture mm-hmm. and the bone was all splintered up and needed stitches mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they had to take her down to Scottish uh, Rite in, in Atlanta. But because Lily's mom and dad never freaked out and they just stayed calm, Lily did too. Lily did too. Really? And have you seen that to be the case with Hayden, with similar circumstances that might have taken place in your home? I think I've learned, I've learned a lot about how Christ, if you read the Bible and he gives you an instruction, it's an instruction book for life going forward. And he tells us not to do certain things, not because he wants to dictate our lives, but because he wants to make us better people and he knows what's best for us. It's because he loves us. Right. And that's the way we are with our children. We might say, don't sit on the bar stool because this can happen. And then when it does, 
they learn a valuable lesson, even though it's difficult for us to, to watch them go through that pain. But yes, I'm, I'm proud of your daughter and her husband for staying calm in that moment. I remember giving Hayden a water bottle right out of the refrigerator, and she, she wanted a sip of it. I, it was actually my water bottle, and she wanted a sip of it. So I said, okay, you can have a sip of this, but she's used to using a sippy cup. And I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold it, and I will give it to you. So I held it, and then Hayden starts whining. I, Mama, hold. Hayden, hold. Hayden, hold, Mama. <laughs> and so I said, Hayden, you can't hold this. It's going to pour all over you. And she starts crying more and jerked it away from me. And when she did, the water bottle poured all over her. <laughs> she was strapped in her, in her high chair. Yeah. So I had to pull the table part of the high chair off. I had to unstrap her. She is screaming, crying because it went all over her and it's ice cold water. And I picked her up and I was pulling her pajamas off as fast as I could and taking her diaper off, just trying to get the cold off of her. And I held her in my arms and I, um, I asked her babysitter, I said, can you just please run and get her, get a towel? So she ran and got a towel and we wrapped Hayden up in the towel and I held her against my chest and I said, see, baby girl, this is why mama didn't want you to do that. Mm. And I'm writing a a book about my faith right now. And this story is in, is in the book because I learned that's why God tells us not to do certain things. It's because he knows what's best for us. That's exactly right. And that's a small example, but Hayden was in pain. You know, she was, it was too cold for her. And so if she had listened to me, she would have been spared of that. And sometimes you have to go through life and you have to learn. The bar still has to fall. You have to have the water poured on yeah. you in order to realize. And it's just a good analogy for how much, mm-hmm. how, how God loves us. Right. A pastor of ours once told a story about his, uh, one, one of his children. They lived in a house that had um, a, I guess it was like a floor register, you know, a floor furnace. It was an old, older house. So all of the heat came out of this one big register on the floor and his child kept wanting to crawl toward it and he would Mm -hmm. say no 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 did no good so one time he saw the child heading right for it when the heat was on and he waited and you know he said no child kept going so he let the child put the hand onto it and then immediately snatched him or her up i don't remember which child it was but he said sometimes you got to feel the pain to, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to, to learn. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so it wasn't enough to, you know, actually sure. cause damage. But boy, the child learned right. and quickly oh, remembered. Yeah. And I got to say, uh, in hearing your, your kind words toward your daughter, um, as your daughter becomes a teenager, I, I can almost guarantee there will be times when you really have to fight back the I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> it's like you're going, oh, no, I'm really sorry this happened to you, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Proverbs 22.6, I think you quote that in your book, uh, train up mm-hmm. a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart from it. I think most Christian parents uh, have heard this passage and understood it to mean something quite different than uh, perhaps the author intended. How do you understand that passage? Well, I, you know what? It's interesting you say this, because I thought of you when I put that scripture in the book, because last year when, we, when you interviewed me, I thought it meant when you raise them in the church and you teach them about Jesus, if they depart from it, they will always come back. And you corrected me on that. And so I would love to hear, I haven't heard, I haven't heard your take on this yeah. or the, what it actually means in, in a year. So yeah. I would love to 
hear sure. the true meaning of it from you again. Now, well, she is a true professional interviewer. You see how she turned that around? <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> well, no, because you can say it better than I can. I just <laughs> wonder where my first royalty check's coming. That's all. I bet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I truly did think of you because I do love the scripture. No. Uh, but there's a caveat to it. You said that yeah, if. Yeah. Well, a, if. A, a lot of parents, a lot of, a lot of pastors have taught this. To mean that if you raise your kid up, you know, with godly principles that, you know, when he grows up, he's going to be a godly human being. Well, hey, the only perfect parent that ever existed was God the Father. And look what his first two kids did. I say that often on this, on this program. So you can do it all right and still come up with a bucket of bolts. What that scripture is talking about is if you train your children up and you're so intimately related and you, and you do see through their eyes and you get down on their level and you find out what they're wired for, what God put them on this earth for. Train them in the way they should go, and then they won't depart from it. Uh, you know, your, your life's mission uh, uh, very well. Uh, you're doing it. You're a talker. You're on TV. You're, and you're, and you're, you're a mission. Your mission field is everyone that's on the other side of that camera. And it, it doesn't look maybe like, uh, you know, uh, your common missionary, but you're, you're doing mission work there. So you're... You were training yourself, and I'm sure your dad and mom helped along the way, to do what you do. And this is what it means. Find out what your child's bent is and nurture that. You know, fuel that so that when they grow up, they'll know what they're on this earth to do. And I, I don't think you can give your kid any better gift than that. I'm, I'm really glad you put that in there and flattered, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I did think of you. Well. And that's beautiful. Thank you. I hope that. I hope that. I'm trying to do the best I can. I, I hope that she is um, trained well and knows Jesus, and I pray that Amen. she comes to know Jesus at an early age. I pray that every single night with her. That's awesome. Amen. Ainsley, our time is about up here. Any final thoughts about the gifts that our kids can bring to us by letting us see things through their eyes? I think just enjoy the ride. Enjoy this beautiful life that God gave us. I'm, I'm standing on the street corner right now talking to you and watching the leaves blow and thinking, fall is here, Thanksgiving's around the corner, we have so much for which to be thankful, Christmas is in the air, and you can hear the horns honking in New York City, and I love every single sound <laughs> they make because this is my dream. I, God got me here, and I'm serving the Lord here to the best of my abilities, and just enjoy the ride. Don't be too stressed. You know, we talked about the things we do differently if you could go back as a parent and I, I grew up in a household where my parents were doing the best they could, and sometimes they were just out of gas. And yeah. sometimes they weren't in the best moods, and um, there were stresses, and the garage door would break, and we weren't sure if... It was just you know, financial pressures and stresses, and sure. a kid would wreck the car, and then you have to pay for that. And Dad was working several jobs. And I think if, if you... Now Dad is retired, and Mom's retired, and everything works out. It just does. Yeah. Just go to church on Sunday, serve the Lord, love other people, don't take life too seriously, and enjoy the ride because it is so short. Mm -hmm. And God bless everyone. And thank you for being interested in this book and interested in my life. I'm just a person who puts my pants on the same way everyone else does. God just put me in a big role, and I hope that I'll continue to make him happy and, and please him every day. Amen. Well, Ainsley, thank you for being with us. It's always a pleasure, and we look forward to having you on again after your next book. Thank you both for having me on. God bless you. Mm -hmm. Bless you. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Ainsley Earhart, the co-host of Fox and Friends and author of the book we've been discussing, Through Your Eyes, My Child's Gift to Me. 
published by Simon & Schuster. And as I mentioned earlier, you can find the book at most bookstores and, of course, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You'll find Ainsley on Fox News Channel and on most social media. And that wraps up another edition of Licensed to Parent. You can find us online at licensedtoparent.org. Remember that the work that we do here on Licensed to Parent is merely an extension of the work that's done every day inside the gates of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Now, you can help that work continue through your tax-deductible gift that keeps this radio program on the air and provides scholarships to families who can't afford residential care so that they can get the help they need for a teen who may be one step away from the grave or from jail. The need is always great, but never more so than right now. So please help today. You can give securely online when you visit LicensedToParent.org and then click the Donate button. Again, LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fasina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your Licensed to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.